0: I hear essentially metrics are fine and they're a part of assessing developer productivity, but they can't tell the whole mm-hmm. story. So what does that whole story look like for you I, across the clients you've coached, across the companies you've worked at? What has worked really well to assess essentially the engineering organization as a whole topic? Mm-hmm.
1: This is a, a complex question because we can talk about the efficiency and, and throughput of systems. And that... For that particular question, I think that Dora metrics are very appropriate. They are a good way to understand the throughput of systems. I think where people get a little bit led astray is thinking about Dora metrics as a proxy for productivity, because a system can have high throughput, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're producing the right things. So there's a bit of subtlety and a bit more thinking Mm. that needs to go into that. I think the other interesting thing about... Dora is what I mentioned before, that often the team aspect, the cultural aspect is kind of left out, or it's just not the thing that's easily rememberable because the checklist is so much more attractive. Nicole Forsgren, who is the, the lead researcher on Dora Metrics, I think she's a name that a lot of people know, she went on with another research team to create the space framework of developer productivity. And the space framework is sort of like Dora Evolved. So where Dora just looks really at the software delivery performance metrics, space is all about the experience of a developer. And thinking back to DX, when we're talking about qualitative versus quantitative data, a tool that's taking uh, surveys from developers is really focusing on their experience, not necessarily focusing on throughput metrics for a particular system. So they're kind of measuring different things. But space is very aligned to um, that measurement of productivity as a multidimensional thing, also including developer experience as part of productivity. And I think the space framework is, I think we're on the cusp of it being more widely adopted and, and more talked about. It's just not as snappy as the Dora metrics. There's no checklist. It kind of comes out and says, like, listen... This is complex and you're gonna have to do some thinking and you have to think about what your company goals are and quite honestly some people just don't want to do that work they want something that's easy that they can say like give me a dashboard and i'll look at it and then i can see what we're if we're going up or going down
0: it's interesting to me that there's engineering leaders that wouldn't want to do that work i think that's maybe a little bit surprising not not coming from that world having worked as an ic engineer i feel like what is a leader doing if they're not aligning their organization's goals with the company-wide goals, do you know what I mean? Like that, that feels like a very core part of what your job is.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that by and large, most engineering leaders do wanna do the work. I think that one of the big reasons that leaders are pressured to measure developer productivity or produce some metric is not, it's because of pressure from their executive teams and their boards mm. who are non-technical people. So whenever i I see someone Acting In a way that surprises me of like, as you said, aren't you supposed to be driving alignment in your organization? Isn't that your job? The question I ask myself is where's the pressure coming from? Where's the stress coming from? Where's the pressure coming from? And you can always trace it back. Because when you understand someone's motivation to do something and what's at stake for them, first of all, you can understand why they're acting the way that they are, but then also you can figure out a way to help them. And that's a great skill to have as an IC or someone who's earlier in their career, even in a manager career, is figuring out how to enable the leaders above you to do their jobs better because that will just make you stand out so much more. So I think the desire to have something that's kind of quick and straightforward and easy to implement comes out of the stress and pressure that engineering leaders are. Faced with from their board or from their CEO to deliver some metric similar to how sales can give you revenue numbers or sales can give you, you know, average deal size or they can give you new logos. There's really not an equivalent in engineering, it's really difficult. So, we have like lines of code, story point velocity, you know, PRs closed, deployments. It's just, there's really no analog and that's what makes it so challenging. And you kind of, you have to unpack what productivity means, what that metric really is serving so that it's not something that leads your team astray or kind of makes you seem out of
0: touch. I think like you mentioned earlier to me as the CEO of a business now, the whole reason for us existing is that we provide value to our customers, right? Like that's the Mm -hmm. reason why we're a business. We do things for other people and we help them achieve whatever goals our product helps them achieve. And to me, it's almost like you can measure the sort of systems process efficiency of a, a thing moving through your entire development workflow. But really what matters is did the user get what they want at the end, right? Like, yeah. have we provided more value to our customers? That, to me, is really the ultimate goal of why we even existed a bi- as a business as a whole. And so I think what you were mentioning earlier, sort of tracking a little bit more against that rather than just the pure efficiency of the processes sounds really reasonable to me.
1: Yeah, I think for every developer te- development team, they have a loop that they need to close. So for a company at Stellate size or even at Codeship size, we were really invested in user outcomes. As an engineering team, we were sitting with product managers. We were sitting with marketing at the same table coming up with, with ideas to have this particular user outcome. There's definitely teams on the other end of the spectrum that are of very course. disconnected. So what I encourage people to do is like figure out where does your loop close? Does your loop close with a customer outcome? Does your loop close with something that another team is then enabled to do? What are you responsible for? What's that cycle? And then how do you measure success for that? Maybe that is, you know, maybe your whole job is to provide common build tooling for teams, in which case the, you know, cycle time, Time from commit to production is like your, that is your North star metric. That is the thing that you should be focused on. Whereas like, you know, for it's a, a team like at CodeShip or, or at other smaller companies, startups that are growing right now and scaling, it might be something with user adoption. It might be experimentation. It might be something different that your company values. The kind of the point is, and, and one of the things that the space framework really hits hard is that it's imperative that leaders think about the goals of the business first before coming up with metrics. And I'll share one example of it just to illustrate this because it came up last week when I was at LeadDev and I just thought it was was such a good, perfect illustration. They are using, I can't remember which tool, whether it was Pluralsight Flow or Code Climate Velocity, it doesn't matter. Often these tools track code churn. But this person was responsible for a team who's doing a rewrite of a core service their entire point of existing is churn and they're getting dinged that there's too much churn and therefore they're not productive. And that is just a perfect example of why, why off the shelf metrics that aren't looked at through the right lens of a business goal or just taken out of context can actually end up doing a lot of harm rather than good because it's, it just completely doesn't match up with what the team is trying to do.
0: That's a fantastic example for where somebody really didn't take the context of the metric into account based on what the team is really working on. Yeah, exactly. I, I also really, I'm, I'm really curious when, when you think about sort of the, the larger scale of companies, how much investment do you see companies making into developer productivity? I don't, like how many teams do they have dedicated to, you know, build tooling, for example. Is that something that's very common mm-hmm. at larger companies? Or does that tend to be a little bit of a, of a fight? It feels to me from the outside, having not been in that position, it feels to me from the outside like even a small improvement in build times, for example, magnified mm-hmm. to the scale of thousands of engineers probably has a large impact on the overall output of the company.
1: Absolutely. These are expensive problems to solve. Most of the time your engineers are the most highly paid people at the company. so. And it's not just the money, it's like the time cost. I mean, think about what your team could be doing if they weren't spending an extra hour a day waiting for stuff to compile or stuff to build or deploy, babysitting deployments. I think there's, I see really all across the board approaches to this. So I am, I'm working with one client now, huge global company. They actually have a, I forget the exact title, like an engineering practice engineer who leads... Initiatives on like better tooling, improvements to developer experience, those kinds of things. I've also worked with companies who have a whole developer experience team. I've also worked with companies, though big and big and small, where developer experience is the responsibility of the team, and they're fully autonomous for their own build systems. So, you know, everyone's using Circle CI. They're all in charge of their own repos on GitHub. It's up to them to fix their build times or fix those flaky tests or do other things. They they It's like a you build it, you run it kind of scenario. And in those companies, which I find that's my preferred method, quite honestly, you know, these teams are responsible for building it. They're responsible for shipping it. They run it. A lot of times these teams are also on call. They don't have dedicated SRE functions because they're small enough where it makes sense. But that can be a really effective model in developer experience because everyone has a stake in it. You're not having to raise a ticket to some external team to say like, hey, can we update dependencies here or like add this to our CLI or whatever. They just have the autonomy to go and do it because they know what they need.
0: Hey folks, we are hiring across the board. If any of that sounded interesting to you, Go reach out to us, go to graphstidian.io slash careers, and even if there isn't a role on there that suits you perfectly, just let us know what you can do. Let us know why you're excited about Graphstidian. We would love to hear from you.